Hi guys, <laughs> welcome to another glorious week of Wabi Sabi. Today we're moving on to podcast eight. Over the weekend, I did a bender for you guys, and I don't mean drugs or anything bad. <laughs> I mean, I recorded an actual pod called The Weekend Bender, where I just blew out all of your questions for you in one shot. I've still got like a list of questions to get through, probably about 30, 40, 50. So I promise I will get through them um, in the next few weeks. So if you guys love The Weekend Bender, please share it with a friend and subscribe to the Wabi Sabi podcast and then send them the link to episode seven. But today we're talking about episode eight and I hit record because again, I could think about what to say thoughtfully and mindfully for for weeks. This time it took me over a week to think about what I really wanted to share with you today. And I got my answer. I always do. And much like in life, I want you guys to know everything is so perfectly imperfect. I actually didn't get my answer until right before I hit record today. Um, I was going to speak about so many different things like finances and managing your business or how to overcome any obstacle that kind of comes your way with grace. But I also ended up seeing that Japan lost the World Cup to Belgium. Congrats, Belgium. Um, The game was very close. It was 3-2. And the thing that everybody was talking about more than Belgium winning, which was incredible, was that the Japanese put up a fight. They did not lose in a dishonorable manner. And after they lost, um, I'm sure they were overwhelmed with emotion. I can't even imagine what that feels like. But they lined up on the edge of the field and they bowed to the fans. Now, I don't know many other cultures that still do that. And I, I don't know other cultures that show their honor to one another and um, the fans also continued to clean up the stands with their own trash bags after the game was over. And so what we learn in this lesson is one of the greatest gifts that we can give to each other in life is showing and never telling In Kintsugi Wellness, there's this really important part on page five where I talk about Kintsugi. And and this is my new book for those of you who haven't heard of it yet. It's um, It was a really hard book to write and mom had to help me with a lot of the corrections in Japanese. And I had um, three Japanese editors across Japan, include, including Yukari Sakamoto, who I love so much. And one of my culinary teachers was Elizabeth Andosan. Um, there, there were so many amazing women. And then my friend, um, Natsuko Aoki, who lives over in New York with me also helped. It was remarkable to see the transition of them showing grace and honor in wanting to help, um, for this book to become a better project collaboratively. We knew if we came together that we would put something wonderful onto paper, But again, on page five, I'm going to read you a little piece that will set the tone for today while we focus on showing and not telling. I just ate some chocolate, which is why you'll hear me smack my lips. I'm really sorry. (laughs) My mom's like, you are smacking your lips too much on a Today Show. You better watch that. (laughs) That's her feedback. So, um... I urge you to read the chapter of Kintsugi because it's pretty deep. I say, when we were growing up, mom and dad were extremely tough on my older sister, Jenny, and me. They expected the very best from us, always. I would later come to realize that their philosophy was rooted in the traditional Japanese practices of Kaizen, which means continuous improvement. Gambate, which means always do your best. Kyotsukete which is translated into take great care, and kancha, which is the sincere practice of gratitude in Japanese. Jenny and I were shown these practices at an early age, and we always carried them with us. And when challenges inevitably arose, we used them as opportunities to heal, to work harder, 
to do better, to improve, and ultimately to be resilient through the tough times. The Japanese have a saying, Oyanose wo mite kowatsu, kowa sodatsu. Oyanose wo mite kowa sodatsu. It translates to children learn by watching what their parents do, not by hearing what they say. My parents did not tell us about these Japanese practices. Instead, they showed us, always leading by example. They taught Jenny and me that if we followed these teachings, that they would help us to become exactly who we are and to find what we are looking for. I go on to say that these practices will do the same for you, but the path that I'm talking about is not the path of least resistance. It is more like pavement that is slowly being laid before us as you take the next steps on your journey. Your journey and your story is unlike anyone else's, and what makes you so special is the path that you are in, is the process that you're forging right now. Your story contains everything that makes you individually precious, and your story is indeed a gift to the world. I move into saying that this, on the surface, it looks like I'm this confident and perhaps even strong, incredibly powerful young woman. And the truth is that I'm still working on filling all of my cracks. They're across my heart, and I never actually have ever felt accepted wholeheartedly by society. I've always just felt different. And these childhood memories of never feeling good enough still linger today. For most of my career, I never actually took a break. And it was in true and perfect Japanese form that I worked hard and I would only give my best to you. That's known as gambate. Maybe I wasn't taking the best care of myself, and I never took breaks, and I would travel to see my family during the holidays, but even then I would never, ever stop working. You guys, I don't actually know if there is a day between, say, the time I was like 20 till now that I've ever taken a break. So the traveling to Japan and and putting the pieces of my heritage back together helped me to actually mend a lot of my golden cracks. And if you have the book Kinski Wellness, the cover is a reminder to you that we all have imperfections. We all have healing and sealing and mending to do. And indeed, the reason why I started this podcast, Wabi Sabi, was because my life was so imperfect. It started to feel a bit fake and distorted that everybody was alluding to how great their life was on social. And I and I was like, I guess I will show and share so that we can learn to heal and seal together. And that's what this beautifully bound book, Kintsugi Wellness, stands for. It's 317 pages will help you to share more openly with others and to um, find a really good version of yourself. And it was always my intent to be of service to you. So please allow me to do that. There's a quote that I read when I was a really young girl. I used to take these trips to Hawaii when I was a kid at my friend Britt's house. They lived on the big island um, in a place called Waikoloa. And I would visit her and I remembered we clipped this quote from a magazine and I'll never remember, or I'll never forget what it said. My dad used to watch Maya Angelou, um, Dr. Maya Angelou on TV for his college studies. And I'll never forget her and her voice on TV. So when I clipped this magazine clipping in Hawaii one summer, when I was like 15 years old, I had no idea what life was preparing me for. The quote says, you can only become truly accomplished at something that you love. Don't make money your goal. Instead, pursue the things that you love doing 
and then do them so well that people cannot take their eyes off of you. Maya Angelou I have to read that quote to myself several times when I forget why I got started or when I start comparing myself to other people, women who are prettier, thinner, richer, it's always going to be there. And I think that we all do that. And we have to realize that everybody does have stuff they're working through. And nobody has it perfect. And so today for me was a good day, but it's not always like that. I had to earn my place in which I am in today. And I will remind you, as my mentor and I discussed what would be of best use to share with you, and he noted that I was already doing it naturally, and it was sharing the middle with you. It's not my exciting and very cool and young and and energetic start And it's certainly not the successful ending. I will share with you the middle. So the end of her quote says the most important part that we can look at. It says, pursue the things that you love doing and then do them so well that people cannot take their eyes off of you. It is another way of saying Show and don't tell. Do the things you love so well that people say, oh my gosh, did you see the way that he nailed it, you know, on the show last night or um, in the game? Or did you see the way the Japanese honorably got together and bowed at the end of the game? Or did you see how the fans picked up all of their garbage in perfect Japanese form? Did you see the the way that um, Steve Jobs and his team curated products that would innovate and change the world? Or did you see the way Olympic athletes, like I, I love um, women like my friend Carrie Walsh and um, even Mirai Nagasu, like did you see the way that they performed when they had that one moment that they've been training for their entire life? Like, give me something good to talk about. When Kendrick Lamar says, show me something good, and he talks about humble and humility and and things of that nature, I think the majority of people that are singing that anthem need to listen to the words. It's much like when there was, I can't remember the Republican candidate's name, but when he was listening to (laughs) System, wait, no, Uh, not system of a down he was listening rage against the machine and everyone's like yo dude are you listening to the lyrics (laughs) there's so much more messaging out there than we want to actually take in consume and mindfully understand the meaning behind it We live in a world now where content is clickbait and millions of articles and millions of pieces of content are put out every day. It used to be like the Times, the ABC News, a radio show. I'm not sure what we can do other than what we can control within our everyday lives. So for me, yeah, I have weeded this out a little bit. And I started to think about my contributions to the world, and how we can all show and never tell. My father worked as a nuclear auditor for over 35 years between Arizona and Southern California. And he told me just like a little brief history on work the other day. Um, Imagine being 18 years old and living in the U.S. for about seven years and having to learn English quickly 
And one day you get drafted into Vietnam and you have to go. And your little brother, Uncle John, cries, who's much significantly younger than you and, and looks up to you. And there's nothing you can do about it. You pack your bags up and you leave with fear inside of your heart. The unknown is about to happen to your life and you have to just trust. My father was drafted into the U.S. Navy at 18. He said, indeed, of course he was scared. He said that he liked ships <laughs> and he liked traveling and, and he felt like the Navy was the best fit for him. But I need all of us to recognize that those who are serving in our U.S. military, uh, which my Uncle John later did as well. He was in the Air National Guard and the U.S. Air Force, and he was a fire captain for both um, until he retired and became a fire captain in Connecticut. And he served his entire life for others. And I think my father really sacrificed a lot um, not only in his line of work in the military, but also as a father. And he told me a couple of tips on how to be a better worker. In his whole career of being a nuclear auditor, which meant having a high-stress, very demanding job from his point of view, um, he told me that there were days where he'd have to go into the power plant at two in the morning. And then the workday was anywhere between eight to 10 to 12 hours. If you can imagine having two kids and having to get up at 2am, um, it, it just, it's, that's a lot of um, devotion and honor to the family. And that's showing them that you care and not telling them. So he said there's a lot of basics that he wants to share with others because it does feel like in everyday life we're losing basic manners and we're losing basic greetings. And when you grow up Japanese and Polish American, you have to remember these everyday things make a difference. Small little things make a big difference. Everything in life is cumulative. And that's why I got into health and wellness at a really young age, was I decided I wanted to help others with an art form that I knew I was okay at. And I say I'm okay, but I think I'm pretty fucking good. Sorry. Okay, so, <laughs> so basics. Um, so the reason why my dad came up on this convo, too, was because there was somebody that worked with part of... Um, my job and work or whatever, I don't want to get too into it, but in New York, and they had just started writing me these bizarre emails with no greetings, no hi, how are you's, no thank you, pleases, may I, goodbye, have a great day, none of it. They'd say very weird and demanding outbursts. And in my opinion, I read an email like I'm having a conversation with a person and I say, hey, Nikki, what's up? How are you? Hope you're having a great week. Just wanted to confirm you received the package. Have an amazing one. Ciao, Candace. Now, of course, like I'm a little more informal, but I still write the hey, how are you's and the greetings and the sign outs and the thank you's and the pleases. Let's not lose that everyday experience. So dad says, make sure to take care of the things that you have control over. And this is our greatest way to show and not tell. So again, remember, Number one, only worry about the things that you have control over at work. Be on time every day. Be prepared for work. When you're at work, do quality work. Again, show, don't tell. Then he said, as far as working on a team, you've got to be a teammate, man. You got to work. When you see an incredible team play a great game, doesn't it make you feel amazing? Like I've been to enough NBA games. That's my favorite. Um, it's always going to be basketball. And I've been to plenty of games where I've just seen the team like come together. And when you see that, it's almost like magic. I can remember the first time 
I ever saw somebody dunk in real life at the Staples Center. I think it was Blake Griffin, and I was, like, amazed. <sighs> um, it's nice to watch somebody, like, full clutch, like, go out and just run it. It's kind of like when you see a performance, a dance show, a Broadway show. It could even just be, like, the docu that was on Steve Jobs. I just want you guys to know I'm in... I'm at my... <laughs> parents house doing the pot up in my bedroom and and i'm reading steve jobs bio right now which is why i refer to him a lot the book was recommended to me by dad and i take all of his book recommendations so again basics do what you have control over be on time be prepared do quality work be a good teammate support each other he says don't complain I mean, can everyone just like hardcore write that one down with a Sharpie? It's hard not to do. I get it. I like to note that in my 20s, when I was like on TV and in publishing and media and mags, I wasn't perfect. And I wanted to change that as I got older. It wasn't always nice either. I just saw a ton of friends from high school um, like two days ago here and it was like it caught me by surprise because a lot of us still talk and it was just such a unique experience to see like where everyone's at in life now and I forgive and forget a lot of things and I I'm happy that a lot of my old friends from high school are like now happy moms like doing their thing and it was it was like a scene from a movie almost, you know, like replaying like friends I had falling out with like 15 years ago and and just like reconnecting with them. Crazy how the world works and how time, much like Kintsugi, really mends a lot of wounds. So again, don't complain if you can help it. Just internalize a lot. Somebody's having a bad day and maybe they're taking it out on you. You know, you're not a doormat, you're not a punching bag, but you should just know, like, cut them a little bit of slack and pick and choose your battles. Because I can imagine in your workplace, it's certainly wabi-sabi, not perfect. But life is pretty good. So if you are living in a country that gives you a surplus of you know, like a grocery store in the US is a perfect example of like paradise compared to going to a third world country and walking into a roadside shack with dirt floors and dust and dirt all over all the food and produce. It's very different. And sometimes it's in our actions that we can foresee the most change in this world. And we'll get into more actionable advice just after these notes from dad. So do as you're told is another rule on there. I have found I'm a millennial, so I totally get millennials and I'll be writing a guide for all of us soon on how to survive. But I would like to think that people have noticed my resume is fairly long and it's very professional and it's executed beautifully. I couldn't have picked a better series of events to happen to me since I was 23, 22 and if you want to talk shop to me or shit to me, then you go on Top Chef at 22 years old while you're still in culinary school paying for it on your own and your rent and all your bills and everything too. You go and do that and then come talk to me when you're when it's like a decade later. You go and tell me how you have progressed in your field. I think people are way too quick to judge. They're too entitled for whatever reason. And I think people need to check themselves. So listen to that Kendrick Lamar song, but listen to the words that he's actually saying and take action. Act on them. You want to sing that song? Then seriously, listen to what he is saying and practice, practice, practice. One of the things that dad did, I think, to show us and never tell us that he was a man of honor and respect and integrity was when he retired, like, very recently. 
He came home with a box of awards and trophies and plaques. And they were like perfect attendance, great management, excellent service, like integrity awards. I just, he never missed work. And like there were more perfect attendance awards than I'd ever seen. I couldn't believe that he never shared with us anything other than that day where I bought him that Hawaiian shirt. He came home and this box just had like dust all over it. And there are pictures of him in there when he was really young with his hard hat and at his desk. And he had once told us stories about how computers were brought into the workplace. And at first they were like, what are these? How are we going to play with them? Then he realized the efficiency in which the PC or Mac brought the company. And um, communication was brought almost into another level at a certain point. I think we need to also recognize that our elders contain a lot more wisdom and experience and knowledge than we do. So when you undermine them, it's kind of an arrogant and unmindful thing to do. I was bad when I was a kid. I told you guys that throughout the pod and it's true. It is true. And I, I feel that... A turnaround happened to me when I wasn't happy with my life in my mid-20s. And I I said, I'm never going to write for myself anymore. From now on, I'm going to write for the people. When that day came, I said goodbye to a certain guy that I was like super in love with forever, but it would never work out. And I moved my my independence forward that day. I wasn't like codependent on anyone anymore. And I, I knew that I could do this. And if I could just do what my Angelou said, and do more of what I loved so well, that nobody could deny that I had talent to share, then I would be showing and not telling. Japan is a country that is the size of California when we're talking geographic, geographically speaking, it's the size of Cali. So there's no natural resources. Also, there's no oil. And there's not really a surplus of anything that could make them a lot of cash money. So many years ago, when they were in the Edo era, and the country was then going to open back up to the world. Um, They prepared big, and they said, we must now catch up to the rest of the Western world. They realized they were shorter. They were not nearly as versed in the world of then was automotives and Uh, factory work and things like that. So they got to work. And the one thing they could use to their advantage was brain power. That's how they became a world power was hard work. I know this is going to sound crazy. But this happened today. Um, I went for a long run. I I clocked six miles today because I really wanted to get my mind off stuff. And I had kind of like one of those mornings where just like a lot was happening. I'm grateful for everything that's happening, by the way. It's just a lot to manage sometimes as one, one person. And I don't have an assistant. I like to do things on my own. So I said to my... I said to my friends, I'm like, I got to go. Like I went for a run and ran into a bunch of local people at Encinitas down at the water. And then I was like, oh, shit, I got to go back to my desk. So <clears throat> when I, I saw that Japan was playing Belgium, and then I read about the game. And then when I saw uh, them like collapse on the field at the end, and I, I read about like the fans like being so honorable and the bowing to the fans and the fans picking up all their trash. I just, I, I took a couple conference calls and afterwards I went into my room and I cried. Um, when you work your entire life to get to a certain point and the, 
that point arrives and it's something like an event like the World Cup, but for any of us, it could just be a pitch for a new series. It could be you putting your business model out there and getting the investors to finally pay attention to you at a meeting. It could simply be you going up for a new job and presenting your resume, or it could be that, you know, five minutes that you have on the Today Show, or it could simply be you getting ready for the greatest performance or job or presentation in your entire life. It could be, it could be something you just trained for. Um, when it doesn't, when the outcome doesn't come out the way that you thought it was going to, uh, and you fought tooth and nail to the end, that pain is so abrupt and vicious. Physical pain, no problem. I mean, I had my surfboard fin or my skag like rip my leg open when I was really young and um, I had hundreds of stitches and was on crutches for a while and that accident sort of changed my whole world when I was younger. I think we need to be a lot more empathetic and compassionate for others. I think me just like going into my room and closing the door and crying while I watched those Japanese team players bow to the audience. I do not want us to lose the sense of honor that we can have for one another. It feels like every day I can't even watch the news anymore because it's just people tearing everyone apart and there's so much talk and and telling and never any showing anymore and the people that show are not even the ones that are able to show on a platform they're out you know working with the refugees they're out in the middle east fighting for the people they're out every day at the monasteries, the convents, uh, they're out praying for others. I mean, there are volunteers, doctors and nurses, people in the medical profession, people that work even just like at the Salvation Army or um, in other, like millions of other charities out there that are doing the work. And they are showing us. And it's our job to find them and support them. And when you see somebody who gave their all and maybe things didn't come out the way that they thought they were going to come out. Have compassion. Show them you care and you love them. Action is really powerful, guys. Show me something good. I hope that when Kendra... Lamar won that Pulitzer Prize. I hope that the rest of the world saw that like artistry can come in many forms. And he definitely showed us his courage and who he was and his artistry in different ways. And we praised him. The last notes I have on here. You know, I don't really want to talk about myself today. I, I... Um, there's a big difference between a person who wants to be someone and a person who wants to do something. Fuck, I don't know why I always cry. Sorry, guys. I just, I think this career is so painful. <sighs> Sometimes in Brooklyn, there's this artist that writes... Too many people, not enough souls. I think there's a really big reason why I haven't wanted to settle down and do really basic domestic shit with my life because my calling is greater. 
if you feel the same way as me, it's okay. And you can't let anybody hold you back. But being the bigger person and being gracious and grateful and humble and showing people with action. That's what you'll do and do it well. And don't back down from who you truly are inside. Please. There is a difference between a person who wants to be someone and a person who wants to do something. Be the second. Be the latter. You are worth it. And my God, being a gracious giver It's probably the harder thing to do, and it's the more fulfilling thing to do. Science has proven that millennials who do work that is good for others humanitarianly, like a humanitarian effort, a company that donates charity to others and helps others, science shows that millennials who work within their communities and who give back and who work for nonprofits and they do something for others... I know you have it in you to be a better version of you. I've had to do it myself. My God, the middle, the middle, the middle. What a painful time. And we will endure with Gaman, with great resilience together. We will think of those who've given their best and we will honor them. And just like that team just did, you will Play your heart out until your last breath that you have to give. I'm going to move us on to Instagram questions because you guys blew up my phone. <laughs> okay. Catherine underscore Dewey. Loving in caps, the podcast. Would you ever share your take on body love? You look so strong and sexy and confident. Oh, girl, (laughs) if you only knew. (laughs) What has been your journey in getting this body and mind today? I'm tall and I have a similar build to you. And I have like an inner struggle she talks about. And she wants to know more about like confidence. Well, Catherine underscore Dewey, um, Oh my gosh, I've, I really enjoy my life and the way that I live. And a lot of that includes like a workout every day. So today was the six mile run. I had a clock for, I'm prepping for a race for the road to Hana in Maui in September. So I'm actually training right now for a relay and I don't want to be a shitty teammate. (laughs) So just like I, I walk the walk and talk the talk, just like I said on the pod today, like I am practicing, practice, practice, practice. Everything is cumulative, which is why I got into health and wellness early. If you change sooner, everything in life will be a little bit easier for you later. So make sure that you do um, a workout that makes you feel good every day. Yesterday I did yoga two times, a core power in Encinitas. And I love it because I'm I'm here visiting my parents, my friends here from high school and working out in L.A. And um, I meet my friends for yoga or bar class and I meet them um, pre or post run sometimes. But working out releases endorphins and helps to clear your mind and boost your circulation. So I do it to help with my mood and my mental health. So once those two things are up, I know that confidence comes when I feel really good. And a lot of the times when you look good, you feel good and vice versa. So they kind of synergetically work together. So be mindful, eat really well. I mean, mom has a stash of all kinds of stuff in the freezer here. So like, I can't believe I did this, but I totally... Ate a ton of Cool Whip yesterday, <laughs> and I watched the Real Housewives while I did it. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I ran six miles, <laughs> did yoga twice. Oh my god, that stuff is so bad for you. 
<laughs> All right. Next question. Oh my gosh, you guys make me laugh on my own pod and remind me of how silly all this is at the end of the day. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this one's from Gentry Piper. So it says Candace with a ton of eyes. Okay, so I've been sending your podcast to all my girls and it's a must for my Tuesday dive into work. Thank you, Gentry. That's so sweet of you. She says, anyway, I have a question for the pod. I grew up in the South. Oh, I should read it like this. AKA all recipes call for 10 sticks of butter and a deep fryer. So my eating habits have never been good. I'm turning 30 next year and I want to have a strong foundation. And I thought I'm super athletic and I'm starting to feel really awful after eating my diet. It just sucks. I don't even know where to begin to start eating healthy. (laughs) Is there any easy way to ease up on this? Will I survive without pizza? Love the frat boy trapped in a woman's body. Hey, Gentry. I love your humor, girl. Dude, you are so cute. Okay, first and foremost, don't be hard on yourself. All of us, I just told you about Cool Whip and Real Housewives. I mean, come on. So um, be realistic, number one. And remember, again, all things are cumulative. So when I started getting into food and cooking, I did go to a Le Cordon Bleu school, which meant we had all French pastry, tons of butter also. But there's a difference between using 10 sticks and using one tablespoon or less. So you can still use your butter. Just be really mindful of the amount you're using. When I'm making, um, say, my miso avocado toast, I usually just use coconut oil, though, and a little bit of miso paste. And that fills me up enough on my toast. And then I add the satiating fat plus the fiber in an avocado to it. It really does make all the difference when you start swapping out some ingredients. So go in your pantry and then um, go ahead and get some extra virgin olive oil. If it's organic, even better. I've been studying olive oil on an organic farm over in Firenze, and I'll have a little episode on that as well and how important it is to have ingredients like olive oil or dark cherries into your diet. Um, Gentry, also, you can totally have pizza. So Trader Joe's even makes a cauliflower crust if you feel guilty for having a ton of bread, per se. The thing is, is keep your workout going. You've already got that going for you. But as a professionally trained chef, my best recommendation is just eat more fruits and vegetables throughout the day that are filling. So greens have a lot of water, a lot of fiber, and a lot of nutrients. So that will keep you fuller longer. I have avocados for snacks because they're just amazing. I put a little soy sauce and lemon inside of it after I cut it open and just scoop it out. Um, I just actually did that downstairs. And then I made myself like a berry collagen smoothie, which contained fresh berries that were frozen, um, vital proteins, collagen powder. And then I add spinach to it, unsweetened almond milk. And sometimes I'll add stuff like I love biotin. So I take um, a biotin supplement or just add almonds that are raw um, to take care of my hair, skin and nails like naturally. And then sometimes I'll even if I didn't take um, a probiotic, I'll put it into my smoothie and just blend them all up and drink them. I'm with you, girl. I'm with you, Gentry. And I have lots of pizza recipes. They're on my website at candacekumai.com. And they're also in my books, Clean Green Eats, Cook Yourself Sexy. And um, you basically can add anything you want to them. Use a robust cheese like a Parmesan that's hard, um, a Pecorino Romano. You can shave it with a microplane. And that way you can control the amount of cheese that's going on top of the pizza but still get robust flavor. Then use things like roasted peppers, roasted tomatoes. Um, Dr. Oz and I even did a segment one time with sardines on pizza because they're full of tons of nutrients. And if you don't like that, you can also do some goat cheese or vegan cheese if you're a vegan. Cashew cheese is really great as a pizza base. And so is pesto that's made with kale and almonds. That recipe is also on my site as well as in my book, Clean Green Eats. But it's about making little swaps and just cumulatively knowing you can keep the same body. I've roughly worn the same size since high school, but everything fluctuates. Wabi-sabi. I'm perfectly imperfect. Cool whip last night. Um, So, (laughs) my God. It was really good, by the way. Just cumulatively 
you're going to be fine. But add more nutrients into your diet. And, you know, the frat boy might live on, but he's going to die out a little bit. He's going to die out a little bit. You can still have mac and cheese. I have a vegan mac and cheese recipe that's made with butternut squash or pumpkin or kabocha squash, which is to die for. So be sure to check those out. Okay, so I'm just going to finish us off on what's going on in wellness, beauty, and cooking. So in wellness right now, a lot of you are writing to me about getting more fermented foods into your diet. Um, So I like to focus on having a little bit of miso or a little bit of soy sauce or just drinking a kombucha tea every day or having some delicious yogurt that's made organically. All of these things contain fermented benefits, which is good for you bacteria, which helps to lead you into having a healthy gut. And another way that you can also have a really healthy gut is just to eat way less sugar. So I really tend to cut sugar and dairy out of my diet because I feel better that way. It's all different for everyone. So just remember in wellness, it's good to have a healthy gut. It's linked to almost everything into your life and mind and body, emotion as well, sleeping patterns as well. And if you want to boost your mood, sometimes it's just a matter of like shifting the things you're eating. So less sugar, more nutrients. So like I will not do the quote thing tonight. I really felt terrible after that happened. (laughs) Um, But I don't regret it. You know, I'm, I'm human. I've got a lot going on. Um, and then also exciting news and wellness. Um, I'm going on the Today Show July 12th now on the 10 o'clock hour. Um, I got that call this morning. I am so excited, you guys. Al Roker has been my mentor since the first time I went on the show about seven years ago. So I hope to see you there, Al. I love you. And I love Hoda. And I love Carson. And when I was young, I went on TRL with Carson and we talked about how hot Eminem was. That's a true story. I was wearing a bikini also, and it was at the Beach House in San Diego for MTV. Oh, my God. We have to find the tape. (laughs) Okay, with cooking. So, like, you guys were all asking, like, can you have pizza and french fries and burgers and still be healthy? Yes. So, um, when I was younger, I worked in restaurants at Roy's and the Laguna Beach Ritz-Carlton, and I learned how to make amazing food, but none of it was healthy. So what I did as a professional chef-turned wellness writer was I found the things that made food delicious without compromising a thing. So I've got a sweet potato avocado burger for you guys, especially for the holiday this summer. So if you can go to my website, it's at CandiceKumai.com. It is a veggie burger that's homemade with sweet potato. Just add avocado or barbecue sauce to it. Sweet red onion, fresh tomato, crisp lettuce, toast your bun with a little bit of coconut oil and miso. You will have a heavenly miso avocado sweet potato burger. That's right. Sweet potato fries, no problem. They're also on my website. You can make them with the turmeric ketchup. I've got the recipe for you, homemade. You can definitely make homemade ketchup, sauces, marinades, and dressings all from my sites. I've been making them for years, and I learned it from mom. And mom learned it from my Japanese grandmother. Very easy. There's also a recipe for um, crispy rosemary garlic french fries. My sister and I used to go to A's games. She played up at, um, or she went to Berkeley. So we'd go and watch the A's. And there was a flag man who used to wave his flag like crazy. Um, It was the A's flag. Oakland A's, guys. (laughs) When we'd watch, we'd watch the flag man more than we'd watch the game. Because he's just like intense, like moving the flag back the whole time. And we'd always order the garlic fries. Hell yeah, Jenny. And get a beer. By the way, my cat is next to me again. My childhood cat, Cece. She's fat in a tuxedo and she is sprawled out like a queen. She doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) All right. Last thing is beauty. Olive and M. It's my favorite new combination. It's olive oil plus Moroccan oil. I think it's an incredible brand. The ladies who run it are so sweet and kind. They are not only givers, but they are entrepreneurial and they're utilizing the benefits of Moroccan oil and olive oil for cleansing, moisturizing, 
and also just being like a natural emollient into your skin. So if you want that natural glow that I have when I'm on set or when I'm shooting for the mags or when I'm, you know, I don't know, writing a book, who cares what it looks like when I'm writing? But honestly, it's nice to have that resilient emollient glow. Okay, guys, please subscribe and give us a juicy five-star burger rating on the iTunes account, or you can even do it on Stitcher, do it on Google Play, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. I'm really, I'm not going to say sorry for crying. I'm going to say this. As an empath and compassionate writer and artist, um, sometimes I can't hold back the tears. And when I'm on the Today Show on the 12th, I'm not going to go there and cry. Because number one, we've been going on the show for like 10 years, but I also, um, I'm a professional. And since I'm in my own setting, when I'm doing these podcasts at my house in New York, or at my parents' house right now in Carlsbad, I can't help but be real with you. And that includes me letting you know, emotionally how much I care. And I think I realized what attracts me to most people is devotionally and devoutly, do they actually care about the service they're performing? Like if you're creating um, a wine brand or a matcha brand or a, you know, if you're even writing books, like, do you actually care about the people that will be utilizing your product? The answer isn't yes. Question if you should be in that business or not, or reassess why you got into it. And again, I'm going to leave you with the quote to contemplate for the day. And if you feel like it, you can find it and print it out and put it at your desk. You can only become truly accomplished at something you love. Don't make money or goal. Instead, pursue the things you love doing and then do them so well that people cannot take their eyes off of you. My Angelou. You are so beautiful, especially when you smile. And the sparkle in your eyes when you tell other women you love them and support them wholeheartedly and sincerely, I can feel it. My life isn't perfect. I'm working through a lot right now, especially with some friend breakups. I try not to think about them. But I have good friends who are are there for me, so thank you. I love you guys. Have a great week. And don't forget to write on my comments about what you thought about this podcast on Instagram. Tell a friend and be really good to each other. Ciao.